Howdy, y'all. I'm Madeline. And I'm Caleb. And together, we're Patchwork Canteen. We brought you this podcast with intentions of sharing inspiration, stories of the road, and an inside perspective from two American nomads. Set aside your fears and join us as we embark on a journey of a lifetime. You're listening to The Fire Pit Sessions with Patchwork Canteen. We're so glad you're joining us in this week's episode. We're excited to discuss a topic brought to us by Diva Girl Ellie. She's curious to know if a place we visited has ever made us cry just from the sheer beauty of it. All right, I'm not wanting to just tell stories about me crying, but I'll make an exception for you, Ellie. Let's just not make this a trend. Whether we've cried or not, we've definitely seen some places that have sparked up some type of emotion. From rocky arches to icy wilderness, we've learned to find the beauty in all of the places that we visit. From the simple to the extreme, the most beautiful places are best enjoyed with the people we love. Sometimes we set expectations on big name places, you know, Yellowstone, the Grand Canyon, different big places that we want to go see. We set these expectations for them. And when we go, we might be disappointed. Not because it's not beautiful and glorious, but because we had fantasized and made up something that maybe didn't actually happen or isn't actually what was there. Even a lot of times what will happen is that we'll fantasize a place, you know, the biggest waterfall and it just looks completely remote and then you show up, you know, there's sidewalks everywhere, there's tons of people, you can barely get a photo unless you show up somewhere at four in the morning and you're the absolute first person there. Sometimes that may be because it's slightly overrated, you know? Everybody goes on vacation somewhere one year and the next year it's the number one spot in America to visit. These things can happen, trends can happen, but what we've come to realize with visiting hot name places, unknown places, hidden gems, you know, the top of everyone's bucket list, all these different things that we've seen and done, we've ultimately learned that beauty is what we make of it. It's the moment that we're in and how we allow ourselves to absorb it. We may be at the biggest waterfall and that may be something that's super epic and we've always wanted to see it, but we're walking after we leave and we meet someone and they share a story with us that is even more beautiful than the waterfall. Right, and that's the thing that you'll remember time and time again. And maybe they're your friend for life. Right. So with traveling, I think sometimes we might take advantage of these beautiful views. We might get privileged to seeing them on a daily basis. But what we've realized is, yes, you can surround yourself with beauty and epicness. And you can go see those things every single day, every hour of the day if you wanted. But... What really gives you a deeper connection is going deeper than just this place or this thing and diving into the culture, the community, and the people that make this place up. You know, the people who make this place or keep this place beautiful. What happens when you travel to all of the national parks or all of the state parks and you've seen it all? Do you become mute to the actual beauty around you? Is there ever a time where you've seen too many waterfalls to where it loses its magic? Maybe before you were just going to that waterfall, taking a picture and leaving. Well now, instead of just going to a waterfall, let's jump in the waterfall. Let's swim 
under the waterfall let's let's become immersed in everything that's around us in everything that we're doing versus just go to the place go to the place we don't look at it it's let's just go and and see this thing and now we have a picture you know it's more than that I want to have an experience one specific trip that we had with a friend actually solidified this thought process for us of saying yeah you know, there are some epic places that we want to check off and go see, and there's places that are epic that we still haven't seen. Because what we've learned now is to seek the beauty on a deeper level, to find what makes that place so beautiful and valuable. And sometimes it isn't even the natural landscape. Sometimes it's putting yourself in the natural landscape to align yourself with others who that you can connect with. Ellie asked if there was one specific place that has ever brought tears to our eyes just because of how beautiful it was. But what I want to tell you about today is a combination of places that we visited with a really close friend and how that all together was one of the most beautiful experiences we'd ever had. To give you background, Christian Hinkle is one of our photographer friends who lived in San Diego. We had met him on our trip in, um, we had visited a van life event, he had happened to be there but we didn't even get to cross paths at that moment. We had run into each other in a random beach parking lot and kind of just hit it off. We connected because he, like us, was also a young van lifer. He started around the same time as us, he had a lot of passion, a lot of drive and he was just a kind individual. You could see a light shining in him. He wanted to do good for others and he was receptive for good to happen to him. Christian's a guy who you can just you can just tell that he wants to do more. He he wants to get out there. He wants to put himself out into the world more and he wants to experience life as it happens to him. We really got to learn that on a deeper level and on an intimate level that maybe some people never get to experience with Christian because living in the van and being nomadic, it gives you the type of feeling of being a roommate, of being a best friend and being a, someone you can rely on, a neighbor. It's all these things in one. So when you're traveling and you're kind of living in your van together, it's, it's really a moving community. And we had not known Christian very well before. And we went on this trip, no expectations, no idea what would happen. And what we got out of it was one of the most moving things that we've ever gained in our travels. Madeline I's goal was to go from California back to Texas. Along the way, Christian was going to join us in Utah, and we wanted to visit a few national parks there. We drove through Mojave, explored some abandoned mines, saw all of the crazy red colors of Valley of Fire, hiked Angel's Landing in Zion, and finally made it to Capitol Reef. This is where we got to meet Christian for real. This is where we got to see Christian pushed to his limits, and this is where we got to see Christian prove himself for real. And this is a day that I will point out had multiple moments that really brought me to tears, you know, that brought a lot of emotion out in me, whether that was from happiness, fear, excitement, just sheer joy. It was just a strange combination that day that played out to be one of the most epic memories we have.
Our van is four-wheel drive. Christian's van is two-wheel drive. So we decided to go on a four-wheel drive trail. I had some straps in the back of the van, and if anything happened, we figured we could just pull Christian out. We began this trail lightheartedly. We did not expect the things that happened to happen, but as we tell the story, you'll start to see the beauty unfold. The start of the trail proved to be a little bit tricky. Um, right off the bat, there was kind of a little bit of a washout that had us worried a little bit about clearance, um, but we all got over it fairly easy, no hiccups, and we started the trail. Everything was fine until I felt my knuckles just gripping on the steering wheel. And this was about the time the road got to be three feet wide. <laughs> I found myself cliffside with Christian right behind me, pushing his two-wheel drive as best as he could. Rocks were slinging everywhere, dust was coming up. I literally didn't know if we were gonna make it to the top of this hill, guys. I told Christian, we had radios, I said, hey man, you're just gonna have to floor it. And I can hear him, he's terrified. But even for me, this was a scary moment and I was worried. It was definitely some tricky maneuvers and I would even go so far as to say a more experienced off-road trail. And the one thing that I praise Christian about is every time we made it to somewhere that was a little bit sketchy or maybe there was the possibility that we couldn't get over it, we would get out of the vans, we would check it out, and Caleb and I would be willing to go for it because we did have the four-wheel drive, but we always wanted to make sure he was comfortable with it and every time we looked at him he just said send it. I think that we experienced every type of terrain on that trail. As we made it to a more muddy section there's just this uphill battle that we're about to have to deal with. We just book it, we tell Christian he's just gonna have to step on it if he's gonna make it and both of us try to get up this hill. And we make it to the top and we look back and unfortunately Christian is stuck in the mud about halfway up. I laced up my boots, made sure everything was good and I hopped out in the ankle deep mud to help Christian. I think he was a little worried at first, but we had a miracle happen. About 30 minutes after playing in the mud, we had a guy roll up in a four wheel drive truck to give us a little boost. This is something I always note on our journeys is we feel like there's always someone who shows up and provides some kind of helpful information or maybe just help in general. When Christian's back tires finally were pulled out of the mud, we said goodbye to our new friends and hoped for the best. By the time that we make it out of the mud, we're thinking we don't have that much left on the trail. Um, we're reaching just over a mile, or, or no, we're reaching just about two miles till we reach the end of the trail, and that's when winter hits. At this point, I'm ready to be done with the trail. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Christian was too. <laughs> The day had proved to be a test of patience. The trail had thrown everything that it had at us. It had thrown the water, it had thrown the mud, and here we are, finding our tires reaching snow. Wow. 
what are we gonna do? Um, we gas it. I holler at Christian over the radio, hey, gun it, don't slow down. Whatever you do, don't slow down. You're gonna get stuck. The snow and ice is about knee high in good places and thigh high in the bad places. And we are fishtailing all along this thing, praying to God that we can get off the trail in one piece without one of our vans joining a tree. The deep snow is really what got us because the whole thing had been such a test on all of our vans, but getting to this point, we knew this would be an actual tricky situation because it wasn't the terrain this time, it was the weather conditions. I told you guys that Christian's van is two-wheel drive, right? <laughs> so we're stuck again in the snow. By the time I hike through the snow and get back there, my jeans are soaked, um, and I see Caleb is soaked, Christian's soaked, and there's definitely a little bit of tension at this point. No tension between each other, but all just individually feeling really, you know, feeling the stress, but at the same time feeling the excitement and the energy of the situation. With our broken shovel and cat litter in hand, we began the job of trying to dig out Christian's van. When we couldn't feel our fingers or toes anymore and we're just about to give up, we see our friends pulling up. So not once, but twice did our Texan couple show back up to rescue us. Christian and I took a sigh of relief as our two-man team became three and our old shovel was replaced with a new one. By this time, we've all dug for close to two hours now. Uh, Christian's van finally seems like it might be ready to crank up and pull out of this snow hole. And I'm looking around and all of our pants are wet from the knees down. Our hands are red and freezing. Our noses are red and snotty. But somehow we all have smiles on our faces. And it wasn't just because we were so happy, but I think it was because in that moment we were all working together for one purpose and we finally achieved that. We continued our full throttle send through the forest on the ice road and really began to take on the new title as Ice Road Truckers. <laughs> <laughs> Christian and I and Madeline had all been through a lot that day. I think that none of us were really prepared for what had happened. We didn't have any special tools or any heads up that the trail was as absurd as it was, but that was how it was supposed to be. And when that ice road finally came out to a nice paved road, we were relieved yet a little bit sad that our epic journey had come to an end. We knew that after this specific trail that our ways were going to part. So as we pulled together and we all jumped out of the van, it was kind of one of those moments of celebration and kind of patting each other on the back. And what we experienced that day with Christian wasn't just one emotion. It was so many that added up to be this beautiful experience. And as we're saying goodbye to him, tears are just coming to my eyes. And we get in the car, you know, we jump on the walkies. We say our MC names and click out for the final time. And 
I really can't help but just be filled with so much emotion. And, you know, parting ways with Christian, it was sad in itself, but all of the beautiful places that we had seen with Christian, the epicness of the landscape, the rugged terrain, the unreal conditions that we dealt with, none of it compared to the beautiful relationship and memories that we got to share with him. Beauty doesn't always come in the form of waterfalls or picturesque mountains. A lot of times it's about genuinely being present with the people around you. Diva Girl Ellie asked, where was the place that was so beautiful it made us cry? And per Patrick Canteen style, we turn the question and remind our listeners that the places that we visit are not nearly as significant as the people and the experiences that happen to us along the way. We love you, we thank you, and we can't wait for you to experience all of the beautiful moments ahead of you. Peace out. The Fire Pit Sessions is sponsored solely by your donations. Help us keep the show ad-free by clicking the link below to support. We couldn't do this without you. Thank you from the bottom of our heart.